Yo, what's good, y'all? Thank you for stepping into the Coach's Box. I'm Coach JP3, joined by Coach Murphy and Coach Pace. It's going to be a fun episode because we get to talk about basketball and football. But we're going to start off with opening week takeaways. And I heard that Coach Pace already got an organization on his hot seat. Talk to us, Coach Pace. All right, guys. I'm going to just tell you, I'm not a basketball fan when it comes to the season. I like more of the aspect of like when pros actually break down plays and break down film and stuff like that. I like the ins and outs of the game. I just, I'm not a big fan of like watching it, but that does not change the fact that the Los Angeles Lakers literally can't do anything right, guys. <laughs> they can't do anything right. Okay. They can't get rid of Russ. I don't know what the training staff is doing with Anthony Davis. He stinks now. Okay, he's pretty much seven feet of useless space. All right, LeBron's in year 20. He shouldn't be carrying a team. Pat Beverly is a leader, but he's not. He's a he's a he's a scrapper. All right. He gets you some scrappy points. Mm -hmm. All right. Juan Toscano Anderson. I don't even know why he was signed, but he's a scrappy player, too. Outside of that, Lonnie Walker, he's an athlete slash defender. You know what they're missing? They're missing shooting, all right? They didn't sign one shooter. Not a one. One. Bad. <laughs> Who? He said Pat Bev. <laughs> Pat Bev right now can't throw a rock in the ocean. He got the, he got the highest uh, career three-point average. On the team? On a team. That's not saying much. <laughs> That's not saying much on it at all. all. Right. And I'm just I'm at this point, they're wasting LeBron's years. With all due respect, Russ, we love you, but you stink. Like you stink. We know you lost your confidence. After I seen a clip of you not being able to so Zubak is literally at the free throw line, below the free throw line. Russ is at the three point line with a straight on three. Russ doesn't shoot the wide open three. He tries to drive into Zubak and take a terrible jumper. I was like, Russ is cooked. Russ's confidence is shot. Completely shot. Mm -hmm. The media, they didn't tore my man down so bad. He looking like Ben Simmons. Mm. That's, that's essentially what he looking like. And we can act like, you know, Russ got to come through and this, that, and the third. But all the outside noise as an athlete does weigh on you. Mm -hmm. You start to think like, maybe I can't shoot. At a certain point, you start to think that um, after it's been happened for a couple seasons. So, L.A., Genie Bus, Palinka. I don't know why Palinka still got a job. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I hey, R.I.P. to R.I.P. Bean, but Kobe's gone. Stop living off his legacy, man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He ain't did nothing since Kobe left. Nothing. So I, I don't I don't know what's going on with L.A. I don't even want I don't even want them to be on TV. That's how bad LA is. <laughs> I don't want to see another LA. If it's not the Clippers, I don't want to see it. If it's not the Rams, the Clippers, or the Chargers, I don't want to see it. <laughs> and I barely want to see the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll let you guys throw throw in yours. But like I'm I'm just I don't even watch. It's just the simple fact that every time I turn on the show, they talk about ah, the Lakers, they got outshot again. I'm like, bro. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that whole organization needs to just fire everybody. 
Damn, man. It's it's pretty sad. It's pretty sad. It's hard to watch, too. It's really hard to watch. And they don't hold Anthony Davis accountable. That's what's really killing me. Nobody holds him accountable. He can just walk in, be lazy, and and throw a lazy up, lazy 18 points, maybe get nine boards, and they'd be like, well, Anthony Davis did the best he could. Like, no, bro. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. Coach Mark, who you got? What are your takeaways from the first week of the NBA season? Honestly, I'm just taking it all. I'm just taking it all in. Um, like I, I really didn't come in and want to speak about the Lakers. Uh, they can move Russ. They just don't want to move uh, those two first round picks that that come with it. But that's like them planning on he'll be off the book so you can sign somebody. But it's like. LA ain't looking like that hot spot like before where it's just like, or well, I'll say the Lakers ain't looking like that hot spot like before where it's just like, oh, like if I am free to see, I want to go there. Because it's just like, you know, the way y'all running the team, like nobody doesn't want to go, nobody wants to go there. So you have to do it via trade. And then I'm just like, why are y'all so hard pressed on keeping these picks? Is it because y'all just plan on sucking during those years? Cause it's like then just like y- y'all the Lakers y'all y'all are about winning so that's just me letting me that just lets me know that y'all just gonna lie down and and just get spanked for the next few years after Bron retires just to capitalize on these picks that who knows which you'll hit on if you'll hit on it I mean then that's when development comes with the becomes an issue because one well, isolated incident that doesn't have to really do with the, the development is you got a high pick for D'Angelo Russell, but then you have to ship him out. So, I mean, Brandon Ingram was a high pick development issue because y'all didn't give him what he needed to actually grow. He goes out and ball. So it's like, there's so many intangibles where I'm just like, bro, just trade the picks, take Buddy Hill like y'all should have did earlier and bring on Miles Turner so that, AD can be a true four like he wants to be and then go from there because AD just doesn't want to do any of the dirty work but for that's all I gotta say about them uh it was interesting seeing you know Zion his first game back um I didn't know what to expect but I can tell you I wasn't expecting that (laughs) um but I mean that that was a a sight to see but on the other side Ben Simmons just looked horrible but I mean what, what do you expect when they had I mean they had him guarding Zion so it was just like you're going to get in foul trouble like you're big and lanky but he's big <laughs> like he's just big mm-hmm. so I mean it was just he just bulldozed him every time he got a chance so um I mean Memphis looks good. I like the additions that they have and, and players that stepped up in the absence of, uh, you know, Jared Jackson Jr. since he's out for the year. Um, the Warriors look like the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm a Heat guy. I just didn't – I never know what to expect from them. And I don't hold too much weight during the regular season. Um they looked okay. You're not supposed to let DeMar drop 37 on you in game one, but, you know, I mean, they look hard. They look like what they were looking like last year that y'all just – same thing with the Lakers. You need 
you need a reliable score because you have a score in Tyler Hero, but you need like the guy that's just like, I'm gonna just put up shots and you know, they're gonna fall because I'm tired of seeing Jimmy trying to do that. <laughs> like, he, I know he doesn't want to do it. He has the capability to do it, but that's just not his game. So I'm, I feel as though that the Heat just kind of had that mindset of just like, yeah, we can do this, but we know if we don't, Jimmy would just do it. And like, I think Jimmy's like, bro, I'm not trying to do this. I don't want to do this. Just get a score. I think that's all it needs to take. They're just kind of like, letting it go along because they know when playoff time comes and then Jimmy's like, well, nobody else is. I need Bam to be more aggressive. I'm getting sick and tired of him passing up shots. Take middies like I know you can. I mean, you said I'm going to be taking like 18 shots a game. I need to see that because you said that last year and a year before that. But um, I'm just happy to have basketball back, man. Nine times out of ten, Kawhi looked good in his, his time. I like that he, even though he he's low managing, that he's at least playing and low managing and just versus not playing at all. Right. Um, so I mean, he put up a solid twenty five minutes, and uh, yeah, I mean, I the Clippers are a deep team. They're deep. T- I love seeing John Wall back on the court. That was refreshing. He balled. This is why I picked them as my my favorites to win it all because just because the depth and their biggest question is just injury. But I'm thinking in terms of Kawhi, if he gets hurt, and then I'm picturing it when he got hurt um, uh, the last time they were in the playoffs, and it was just PG, and he he did his thing before they got bounced. Mm-hmm. I'm like now I feel as though if Kawhi is out, y'all ha- y'all still have more than enough to make it past whoever you're, you're playing. Like, one of them can be out and y'all can still prevail. So, mm. it'll be an interesting season. I forgot who said it, but I think they said that um, – they said that this is, like, the first year where there's just, like, a lot of, of competitive teams. Like, it can go – like, with the plan, like, even, like, without the pan- – and you can see a mixture of teams running from six down to 10. Like it could be a combination of teams versus like you pretty much know who the top six, seven, maybe you're the seven that's going to make the playoffs, but you know, who's going to be, you can see eight, nine, and maybe 10 being closed, but typically it's just a fight for eight and nine down the stretch. It, I think it's going to be a, just a big mixing pot down, down the stretch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll add a little bit to So for the Lakers shooting, it, one for 25, your backcourt shoots one for 25 from the three-point line. Like, like seriously, like between Beverly and Westbrook, you hit one shot the entire game. I, it just, it boggles my mind how that's possible. And and even, you know, going back to their first game against the Warriors, I think they're shooting 18% from the three-point line, something like that, 18? Like, I am fully confident the three of us could step on the court and do better than 18%. Oh, God, I can do better than 18. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to hit at least one for five. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. No, I can't, I can't remember an Amiro game that I didn't go three for five. 
<laughs> hey, y'all know me. I can. I know I can go one for five at minimum. At minimum. At minimum. So I, I am. Um, you know, I'm with some of the analysts. I listened to the, the, the blame pie that was dealt out of how the Lakers got in this position. Yeah, I, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put some. I'm gonna put a lot on LeBron's plate. Like if you player slash GM and you pulling these people together. We gave him praise for when he for when the Heat did well and pulling that together. We gave him praise for the Cleveland pulling some of that together. Then we're gonna give him a little blame when he pulls together a team that doesn't work. And now he's done it in consecutive seasons. Going back to Mello and the old team, the old timers that he pulled together last time. Because okay, but with the time, heat, and I say this every time, and this is not the first time he's done it because he did it with the Cavs too when he brought Dwayne Wade when Dwayne Wade was past his productive playing days. Really, probably try to bring him to Cleveland, right? That didn't work. Rondo, that didn't work. So like, and then then he goes and tries to bring in Melo with the Lakers. Nah, not that's not what you need. While Dwight Howard and Jamel Javale McGee go bye bye. And you wonder why you can't get rebounds anymore. Just saying. You're paying the wrong people. All right, go ahead, Coach Murph. Like, for the Heat, I don't give him too much credit because, I mean, at the end of the day, everybody knows that Pat Riley was like – because we know that Brian wanted to do other things and stuff like that, but but Pat Riley was like, nah. So I don't give him too much of that. And then plus is also – I mean, that's that's Wade County. So I put that more on Pat Riley and way more so than Bron. It's just that he was the best player going there. So yeah. I wouldn't say that Bron orchestrated that. It was kind of like, yeah, he took part in it, but that wasn't going to happen unless Pat Riley and Wade said so. Because because Wade already had his chip. So he was like, no, nah, I don't want Bron here. Bron was not going. Mm-hmm. And the same thing if Pat Riley was just like, oh, no, nah, I'm cool, it wouldn't happen. Cleveland – you can say it because, I mean, they don't have anybody to, to, to run that organization. It was Bron doing that. Um, and then, yeah, we give them praise for for that, for, you know, bringing AD there and so on and so forth. And I, I agree with that. But to me, like, it gets to the point where when something is not working, it's just up for the front office to make something happen. Like, you don't just wallow in there like, hey, well, this is his choice, so we're just going to go with it. And then because that. I think that's what's giving the Lakers a scapegoat is that they're, they can say, well, this was Bron's idea. But I'm like, yeah, it was his idea. But if it's not working as an organization, you just got to be like, okay, this isn't working. We got to do something else. Because mm-hmm. now you're sitting here like you're sitting here at, okay, this isn't working, but everybody's blaming, blaming Bron, not us, so we're cool. And then you got Bron sitting here basically saying like, you know, I'm not the GM. I don't make the trades. I don't. So basically, you just got two people that's just not trying to take accountability for anything. Mm-hmm. Everybody was happy when that when that bubble chip came. <laughs> taking the brunt of it. Yeah, and, and literally the funny thing I, I'm thinking about, like when I was thinking about this a couple of days ago about the whole the bubble ring, and I think it holds validity. Uh, not too many people do. But then the more that I think about it, I'm like, the only thing that's giving this ring validity 
at this point is Miami. Because since the bubble, Miami is the only team that when like the following year, they got bounced in the first round, but then they come back with making a run in a game away from making the, making the finals. And it's just like, now that kind of scratched the, oh, well, Miami did good because they was basically in an AAU tournament. Like, no, nah, now we did it in traveling. Mm-hmm. But like there, you've seen nothing from LA since. Mm-mm. So it's kind of like, okay, we can say that the, the people you played in the finals that year was legit, but we can't really say that y'all are a legit team. Like now I'm having cons- second thoughts of like, yeah, maybe if there was traveling involved and fans, y'all wouldn't have done that. AD w- w- wouldn't have been healthy, I'll tell you that much. If it wasn't a condensed season and they were traveling, AD almost got hurt yesterday. Like, come, it is, it's game two, AD. Yeah, and, butt cheek. And, yeah. And I'm like, bro, like, come on. I, but yeah, I, I agree. Cause the other part of the blame plot pie goes to the, to the management. Yeah. yeah. Rob Lincoln. Yeah. And you got to take that. You got to take your team back. Essentially. You got to take your team back and say, all right, we know what you think, but we're the ones that get paid to make these decisions. And we're going to make those decisions because allowing LeBron to make those decisions just like GMs who get paid to GM, they make good decisions sometimes and they make bad decisions sometimes. And right now, LeBron has made some questionable decisions in that because he's the one that wanted Russell Westbrook there. And instead, you don't have Contavious Caldwell Pope. You don't have Alex Caruso. You don't have Kyle Kuzma. What could those guys do? Oh, yeah, shoot the ball. They can shoot the ball. They don't go one for 25. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm like, both both of those entities deserve to share that blame. Uh, I'm with you on the Grizzlies. Uh, I do like what I saw. I don't love what I saw because they are missing Triple J. They are missing him a lot. Um, I think defense in the paint. He's a, he's a guy that you know block shots, challenges shots, and can get you a bucket. Uh, interior and uh, perimeter shooting. Ja, I need you to develop a better mid-range. You did your thing against the Knicks, especially, but that game could have been over if you do a pull-up midi instead of trying to do the acrobatic layups and dunks all the time because you're landing very awkwardly when you do stuff like that, and it's just a matter of time before that catches up with you. Uh, Philly, Joel Embiid going scoreless in the second half in the last game, inexcusable. You're seven feet. You're seven feet. MVP caliber player score the freaking basketball. Jokic wouldn't do that. Jokic definitely wouldn't do that. James Harden, I know his numbers look pretty good, but you're still dribbling the ball too much. Okay. All right. So you want you have to balance that out just a little bit better if if Philly's going to be effective in the postseason. Brooklyn, you already talked about that. I ain't even going to touch on that, boy. That's that's just. Thomas, the Clippers, it was dope seeing John Wall out there, man. It just it's, it's literally been years since we've seen John Wall out yeah. there. Um, he uh, he needs to work on his control a little bit uh, going to the basket. He missed a lot of uh, layups at the rim. Uh, some of that could be rust, so we'll see how that weathers throughout yeah, the season. I, just, I completely thought that to rust because it's like, I mean so- – 
we already know that his explosiveness is what, you know, he's most known for outside of his passing ability. So now when you just, you know, you don't play in, you know, over a year, maybe two years, whatever, a year and a half, and it's just like getting, you know, actual gameplay, not like pickup play, it's just kind of like, okay, now I have to learn how to control myself in this environment when they're playing this defense, or he's probably just like, you know, still trying to figure out like, oh, I still got this burst. Um, and like, maybe he's finding himself more open um, or in other ways, like, you know, defended more in certain angles where he's not. So like, it's just kind of like picking and choosing. But like I said, with the depth of the team, he got time to learn that. Yes. Because like, it's not like he's with Washington. It's just like, okay, it's, it's you and Beal, 1A, 1B, or however you want to look at it. Um, it's like, okay, you're more of like a, you filter around that third, fourth option. Um, so mm -hmm. it's a great fit. It is a great fit. I, I do like that. I like, I think they're going to be really good this season. I, I will say back to the Lakers quickly, Russell Westbrook, I give you credit. You played a, a good defensive game last night. I give you credit for that. He had a solid game. Yeah, he, he had a solid defensive game. Um, oh, they, they tried to game. A solid game. Russell Westbrook had a solid game. That's what he said. No, nah, no. Nah, I played solid. Nah. Yeah, no, nah, that's that's true. He did say that. Delusion. <laughs> he, played, he played solid. He did play solid because it don't go in the stat sheet, but like he got multiple possessions for them additions, even though they break every shot they shot. And he multiple possessions. I mean, that's all you can ask for. If your shot ain't falling and you get five, six steals and you get multiple tips back to the team and you get some assists, which you did. I mean, that's really all you can ask for. Unfortunately, Russ can't shoot worth a lick. His confidence is – but yeah. that's not what I'm asking for. Like, what I'm asking for, like, yeah, you can get five steals, but try going 0 for 6, not 0 for 11 when you're not a shooter. <laughs> okay, at some point, just be like, okay, it's it's an off night. I'm not making anything. I can't make anything as is. We're just going to stop here and just stick on defense. Don't go 0 for 11. We, we don't need 0 for 6, five steals. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, I'm glad you stopped. You're not Kyrie. You're not Steph Curry. You, you, you just can't, you, you're not a shooter like that. So, like, I mean, if it, nobody's going to blink an eye if it's, you know, Kyrie doing that or or Steph or Clay because it's just like, okay. It's, it's a lose. You assume lose something is going to fall. We knew nothing was going to fall. It's <laughs> a lose-lose for him. We knew it was a wrap. It's a lose-lose for him, though, because if he goes 0 for 6, or uh, 0 for 5, and he stops shooting, they're going to be like, oh, you're not aggressive enough. I don't know what's wrong with Russ. He goes 0 nah. for 11. The media? No, because I think they – because that's his issue. They believe he's too aggressive. So if they just like I, – I think that if he went 0 for 5, 0 for 6, and then had the five steals, I think that people will gloss over it because they would just look at the Lakers like, okay, they suck. Because especially because you got Pat Bev going one for seven, and you wouldn't know, he just be unplayable at that point then? Because it's like, what do we need Russ for? We got Patrick Beverly right here. His defense and his passing ability. And for people that's listening, <laughs> or, yeah, uh, yeah, I put I put quotation around the passing ability because 
I don't I don't think he's a skilled passer. Yeah, but I I people have been hard on because he hasn't shoot he was shooting well and I so I give credit where credit is due. He stole two entry pa- passes in the fourth quarter uh on Kawhi Leonard and forced Kawhi Leonard to travel. Um that's that's good defense, poor entry passes, but also good defense at the same time, especially the one where he forced him to travel. I thought that was good. Um, they have some defensive talent, but, you know, part of your defense is to turn it to offense. And when, but when you are void of, a, of a, an offense, then your defense just turns into missed shots. And Lonnie Walker can't be your best or your second best player on the team. Yeah. And he looked like it last night. He looked like it last I heard night. He dropped 26. Yeah. He he was the leading scorer for the team and took the most shots. What? He yeah. took 21 shots. Because Le- LeBron didn't have a good shooting game either. He had he played a, a, a good game, but he had a good shooting game either. It was Lonnie like, Walker 26 points on 21 shots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lonnie Walker the fourth. Hey, finally <laughs> Angelo Ball, man. Finally Angelo Ball. Hey, that's the first thing that went through my head. Like, bro, I need shooting. That's literally all he, he does. I was over here Googling. I'm like, why can't he make a roster? Yeah. I'm just looking because I'm that's curious. Cool. I don't know because that, that's what he was known for, his shooting. Mm-hmm. He's a shooter. Yeah, Jello, Jello gonna shoot that thing. If Jello ain't gonna do one thing correct, he gonna put that thing in the air. <laughs> and that's literally all you need. And plus, he's a bigger, he's a big body dude too. So it's just like if you like want to ingratiate defense in this game, like, hey, you're just gonna be a three and D guy. He already got the size for it. I mean, he's the, I mean, he's the biggest ball brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We don't even need a D. No homo. <laughs> we just need the three. We just need the three because because we hey at this point we got enough defense we need shooting shoot nobody else is gonna do it yeah nope ah long season ahead but some interesting takeaways from the first week of the season and we'll continue to monitor things moving forward who knows maybe some things will change hopefully they do well Christian McCaffrey got to change the scenery here, you know, and going to quote unquote back home, San Francisco, CMC in San Francisco. Boys, what do we think about this? I'm crying. I love, I love the deal. I love, I love yeah. it. I love it. I love it because it you get CMC on a contending team, mm-hmm. which he deserves. I mean, outside oh, barring injury, <laughs> barring injury. I mean, it's like. I want to see him in the playoffs. I don't. I want to see him in the playoffs. <laughs> and, I want to have, and him being in that creative, one of the best run uh, offensive play callers in the Shanahan's, it's like it's endless, especially when you pair him with the speed of Debo, who also takes, uh, you know, takes carries. Like, you know what you can do in that offense with sweeps and stuff? Because – we know that CMC is a, a reliable, a great pass catcher, a pass catching back. We're like, you could put him in the slot or out just to, to run sweeps. Like you don't always have to have him in the backfield. You can run, a, uh, you know, two backs in the back with him and Debo and just keep the defenses guessing. And I'm like, 
when you pair that with Trey Trey Lance when he gets back next year, I hope he don't come back. That, <laughs> that that's deadly, and I feel as though that the the that Carolina wasn't slighted either getting a second, third, and fourth round pick this year and a fifth next year. I think that was that was the hardest thing for me. I was like, what is his true value draft pick wise? Because I'm like, I feel like a first is a stretch uh, just because of his injury history. But I think that that was a decent – I think that was a fair package both ways Um, because one, 49ers, great O-line, great run scheme. Two, he doesn't have to be a bell cow back. Like, he doesn't have to do everything like he had to do for Carolina because he actually has weapons around him. All right, just quickly, for, I was I was laughing because I was just thinking about Baker Mayfield real quick. <laughs> like he lost Robbie Anderson and Christian McCaffrey within weeks of each other. <laughs> you, you heard you heard what you heard what uh, Shannon Sharp said. He said that they called they called Baker to bring to put the fire on. He brought fifty five gallons of gasoline. <laughs> oh gosh, that was that. That's... He got coaches losing their jobs. Yo, yeah, he lost his leader. coach, his whiteout, and his running back. And now they about to end it. Right now they're they're projected to be the first round pick. Uh, so after that, him and and Sam Darnold is out of there because CJ Stroud or Bryce Young is going to take that, take yeah. that. And there, we saw what the market was like for Baker getting to Carolina. Mm-hmm. What do you think the market is going to be now? Ooh. Very, very interesting. Very funny at the same time. All right, Coach Pace, as our resident Rams fan on the show. This makes the the this spices up the NFC West a little oh, bit. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about this? It makes us the first loser. That's all it does. <laughs> Second place is the first loser. That's it. There is no hope for my team. Listen, I took two steps forward last week because I saw Allen Robinson getting the ball. I'm like, man, we might be able to change something. And then I get this news. <laughs> And then I'm like, it's like them things where you take two steps forward and six steps back. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what happened to me this time. Okay, because now we have zero chance. Like, we didn't have a chance before. Okay? We had a chance last year because we had Aaron Donald, Von Miller, and Odell. Now, two of the three are gone. And they just added McCaffrey. I give us no chance. And Odell probably won't even go back. There's speculation that uh... – Odell is taking <laughs> college tour visits. Yeah, well, they're not going back to LA. Right now, they're saying that the the Chiefs are front runners, and I, the the New Heights uh, podcast with Travis and Jason Kelsey, um, he talked a little bit how Travis kind of like restructured his contract so they can bring uh, players in, and then Jason was like, "Is it possibly Odell?" And he didn't say it, but he he hinted at it. Mm. So, mm. Man, everybody it's looking like they're creating money to to add Odell to. The Chiefs often. They're really going out here like he getting NLL deals and trying to see which NLL deal is going to be the best. That's all he doing. <laughs> listen, all I know is Odell's gone, Vaughn Miller's gone, and I'm stuck with an old Stafford. 
<laughs> Who just found his first? You know what? I ain't even about to go there. <laughs> hey, man, because it would have got real spicy on here. I'm just telling you, I'm not going there this week. I'm not. Let's just say he finally decided to throw to a receiver outside of Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby. Is that fair? Yeah. We'll go with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> and, yeah. the, and the other guy, the other guy, I can't, I can't always mess up. Ironic. Yes, yes, him. Imagine throwing to him. <laughs> hey, well, we can, hey, we can talk about that silly and, and, and Dallas game. What about them boys out there cooking, man? Then, oh, uh, here he go with the Jalen Hurts jersey, holding it up. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, nah. That team is crazy. That play, Nick Sirianni, bro, I'm liking him more and more each day. Even his energy on the sidelines, like, he looked like he about to go brawl somebody, even though I, ain't, I know he ain't going to swing on nobody or bust a grape in a, a fruit fight. <laughs> but, like, but I just love the intensity that he brings. And, I mean, um, I, I'm getting, like, real, like, Doug Peterson vibes um, where – like you can see the camaraderie and the fun within in the organization and that's what uh you know aj brown was speaking towards saying that um you know back at the titans it wasn't fun because it was like really i mean Vrabel was pushing that patriot way um so it was just like you know head down you know in the books on so forth but he said that you know here um, you get to actually show personality and like be yourself. And, but when it, when it's time to work, everybody's time, it, everybody's working. So. Um, and that's why Vrabel hasn't won anything. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't care what he wins or don't win. Cause last time I checked, we silly boys out here, man. Yeah, they did their thing. They, 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 they play really well, especially that first half. Um, you know, against some of the better teams, the offense needs to produce a little bit better in the second half. But they they had already mentally won the game. The Cowboys tried to fight back, but the defense just kept slamming the door um, in the Cowboys' face. And, and that fifteen play drive at the end. Yeah, yeah. Built the deal. So, and that's the thing. There, I mean, we're we're the best in turnover differential um, in the league. They're, everybody's being safe with the ball. I, I like the awareness, like in the small things, like uh, with the fumble recovery at the end of the game, that would gave the Cowboys a great, um, you know, field goal or well, great field position. As soon as Kelsey snapped the ball, he knew he wasn't supposed to. And he talked about that on the podcast. So he was just like mid snap. He was like, I felt that I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> Uh, that he's like I felt that I wasn't supposed to snap the ball so that's why he never started blocking he stood up and just turned around and and recovered the fumble so you Mm. know all all those little nuances of the game man they're they're just trying to control what they can control when they're individual battle and they just got to keep it up man keep it up but you know, I'm just waiting for the playoffs. Like these regular season wins are good, but I need to see them when they matter the most. Yeah, yeah. You know, I gotta, uh, 
I got to put a little plug in for, for the Steelers. I, I expected them to lose, but they actually beat the Buccaneers. And I'm not going to say too much about it because they barely beat them. And I don't know if that's sustainable, but they had a good game and they they pulled off an upset. Mike Tomlin's teams, at least you know they're going to play hard. They're going to fight hard every single game, um, no matter who they put on the field. So, uh, But the quarterback situation, I'm not – I'm still really discouraged about that because, um, you know, Trubisky had to come in there and and and, and play clean up after Pickett. Um, so I really was a concussion. So I don't know. I don't know what to say. But, but good win. Yeah. You, if you fight hard, sometimes you can pull off some some of those games. So um, any other re- – oh, what about the Chiefs-Bills game? What did y'all think about that? Mahomes blew it. Mm. I mean, I don't. It just shows one team progressed and the other team regressed because I feel like Tyreek Hill would have made a huge difference in that game. Um, and the Bills are, um, I mean, he would put it like this he would have made them, let's just say the Bills are playing quarters coverage and they're playing seven yards off. He'd have had everybody playing at minimum 10 yards off, which gives you a whole lot for underneath stuff but I mean at the end of the day Mahomes did blow it so you know it is what it is but I I, think Tyreek Hill effect does have an impact on a game like that specifically I mean it has an impact on a game but I mean with even with Tyreek Hill I mean I can still see them losing that game I mean they they almost lost in the in a playoff game against the Bills like the Bills are just a legit team so I just think it's just bad decision making. I mean, the defense played well; they didn't let them run numbers up on them. Um, it was actually a better defensive game than I, I thought it would be. Uh, but at the end of the day, like you just can't be throwing passes like that <laughs> at the end of the game. Mm-mm. Like I, I mean, I know it's kind of like a blessing and a and a curse because it's like we've seen them do it before, but. That that wasn't the time for it. Like there was literally no window there. And wasn't that third down? I think so. That's third down. I wasn't watching it. Yeah, I believe it was third down. So I'm over here like you're. This is fourth down territory because you're not going. I mean, you got to score. Mm. So it it was just the. Just a low IQ pass from from Pat. So, I mean, it is what it is. Thankfully, the AFC West is mid, so it didn't really do too much damage. But regular wise, we don't think about uh, the Packers taking that L. They stink. I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't really like. The, the Giants are betterly better, more fundamentally sound team better scheme team and better coach team. Yeah. I, I was like, Packers versus Jets. Oh, Packers definitely got to get he gonna or Aaron Rodgers gonna get on on schedule oh, with bad, his receivers. Okay. Yeah and, Jets are yeah bets Jets are all around better. They're coached better, they ran better, their quarterback is playing better. Mm-hmm. I I just thought I'd never hear that ever 
the Jets are just the better team right now. Listen, <laughs> New York football is up right now. Yeah. yeah New York football is up. Too bad you can't say the same about basketball. Right. Yeah. But I, I think that's that's biting off way more than what they can chew because if basketball and football were up at the same time, well, and smart. and baseball because you know the Yankees is up right now. True. Oh yeah, that's too much to ask for because the city will be in pandemonium and chaos. It will look like Gotham City in there. No. <laughs> yeah. The only, the only man I know that can save him is Batman, and he's not coming back. Nope. And that's the and that's the reason why the Sixers is playing the way they playing because you can't have the Eagles and the Phillies out here. Pro- progressing in life right now, so mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you saw the same thing with the when the Cavs won the the championship and the Cleveland Indians was doing their thing in the playoffs and they they blew it to Chicago. So mm-hmm. and the Browns were trash, so that helped balance it out too at that time. Oh yeah, uh, but yeah, no, those those are good reactions there. I just and please can like. Can the Baltimore Ravens defense stop giving up fourth quarter leads? Like, there are four quarters in a game, guys. Like, Lamar gives you the lead in the fourth quarter. All you got to do is just don't blow it. And they've blown it so many times this season already. It's frustrating to watch. Frustrating to watch. Uh, So, things got spicy in, in the Saints and Cardinals game. Last night, for those you didn't see, there was a moment, even though the Cardinals won, there was a moment there in the first half before those two pick sixes uh, where Kyler was yelling at his coach, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, and reading his lips, he said, calm the F down, calm the F down, and was yelling this at his coach, so much so that D-Hop had to come over and try to play peacemaker so they could they could chill so he could chill out some. Uh, like I said, two pick sixes happened after that. So I think that helped solve some of the problem there. Like, okay, well, we're we're up now. But uh, and then Kyler had a decent second half. They were able to pull it together. Him and D Hop were able to get on the same page and uh, as the as the game progressed. He had 10 catches over 100 yards on 16 targets, I believe. So that 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 I help get the job done. But are y'all worried about this Kyler King Kingsbury relationship? Nope. Yeah, I mean, like, what what is it? I mean, I feel like there's nothing to worry about because it's not like they was ever going to do anything. <laughs> yeah. hey, listen, my Rams at their worst right now are still beating the Cardinals. Like, that's how bad the Cardinals are. Philly already beat them. <laughs> the Rams already beat them. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And those two pick sixes came from Andy Dalton, the red rifle, which is more like kind of like the red squirt gun right now. But he red played like he 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 had okay game. Like if you look at his stats outside of interceptions, he played well. Listen, and- if you if you count Russ's stats outside of his shooting, he played amazing. I want to hear that besides his interception. No, I'm just I'm, I'm I'm not saying that he did play very well. He played okay. But throwing three interceptions, I thought that's what Jameis Winston was supposed to do. You might as well have Jameis in there. Hey, he was oh, there. I'm I'm familiar with the quarterback that throws pick sixes. Um, so I can understand 
you know how that that looks terrible. Uh, I mean, it went from literally fourteen fourteen to twenty eight fourteen, and the game was pretty much over after that. So, yeah. hey man, them pick sixes add up. It uh, stats. Listen, if they had like interceptions, see, they only go by touchdowns, and interceptions. They need to have touchdowns, and interceptions, pick sixes. Because <laughs> that's a whole like interceptions are, are not all interceptions are the same. Mm-hmm. And I will I will give Andy Dalton a break on one of them because it went to the receiver. The receiver has to catch that, and the receiver bobbled it and went to the hands of the the DB. He ran it back. Right. Yeah, yes. But man, you can't be turning the ball over like that. All right, so we need to get ready for this weekend's fantasy football. We're gonna do a little starter sit. So, fellas, we got Derek Carr versus the Texans or Matt Ryan at the Titans. Who are we going with? I'm going in this. I don't know because they both stink. But I'm going Matt Ryan against the Titans. Do I have a rhyme or reason? No. <laughs> but he just passed for 400 yards last week, so I'm going to see if he can do it again. And he like top five in passing. So if you need some fantasy points, that is the guy to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to just go with Matt Ryan because even though that he's had an up and down season, I mean, I just – Carr hasn't given me anything to believe in with, with the weapon he has. So I'm going to just go with Matt. At least Matt put together a game or two or three here where you're just like, okay, you can see the potential of the offense. I'm not seeing nothing. <laughs> nothing from Carr. Method. And this is a tough week for fantasy owners because it's uh, it's a big bye week for a lot of teams. So having to bring in a lot of people on your bench and stuff like that. So, uh, all right, next one. Alan Lazard at Commanders or Amon Ra St. Brown at Cowboys? Lazard. Lazard. Cowboys, Cowboys defense too style. I'm going Lazard because Lazard has to get the ball or they have zero chance. <laughs> I mean, they don't have much of a chance to start with. Uh, I'm going to go same, same Brown because no matter who they play, he always finds his way with the ball. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm going to just roll with same Brown. Uh, the, you know, that, Packers offense is too hit or miss for me. And sometimes I feel like they act like Lazard isn't on the field. So I'm going to go St. Brown because he's going to get those targets. Mm. Yeah, I think Coach Pace, you put that in our group chat last week about Lazard not getting looks, enough looks. So, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, all right, next one. Brandon Ayuk coming off of a two-touchdown performance versus the Chiefs. Or Tyler Boyd versus the Falcons? Ayuk. T-Boy don't get enough looks anyway, so. Well, there's word that CMC may be playing. Um, And I wouldn't be shocked if they tried to force the issue of like, hey, we got CMC now. So I'm going to go Boyd because – Atlanta's been playing – they've been playing decent lately. So, I think, you know, spreading the ball will give them a few targets. Because, I mean, you're really arguing just probably like a 
three-point difference between the players because sometimes IU doesn't even get those targets. Um, but I'm, I'm going to go boy because I know that Burrow is going to pass. He's going to get that ball out. It's basically third, fourth option against third, fourth option. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you're, being, yeah, you're, you're arguing. I mean, we know that this is a flex position right. pick here, um, and I think I think Boy will probably be your most reliable. Listen, if you got a better <laughs> option, play them. <laughs> got a better option, play them. <laughs> All right, we have Tua in his return versus the Steelers. Uh, or Geno Smith at Chargers. Geno. Tua. Do I have a rhyme or reason? No. No. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just going Tua because Tua gonna be asleep by the first. Nah. Don't say that. <laughs> but they were extra precautious with the the concussion protocol and. Which I, I don't see him playing too different than what he was before the concussion. So, which time? Because <laughs> he shouldn't be playing. Period. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a little worried about Tua moving forward in a tough Steelers defense. I know T.J. Watt isn't playing, but still, Alex, Alex Highsmith lead the league in sacks. So I think he's either first or second, and Khalil Max right behind him. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting because both they could have both have amazing games and two of rebounds pretty well. Uh because Geno Smith been balling. I gotta give I gotta give the brothers credit. He's been balling out this season. I think everybody wrote Seattle off as not even gonna be competitive once Russell Wilson bounced. And Geno Smith uh, he's done his thing. Uh and the Chargers defense is very vulnerable. So that might it's that's a that's a good one in in a, a week where you're gonna have a lot of quarterbacks on by that's that's gonna be interesting. All right, and our last one: Cowboys defense versus Lions or Chargers defense versus Seahawks. Chargers defense versus Seahawks. Cowboys versus Lions. That Cowboys defense is is legit. It is. It's just the the Lions put up points unless you're playing Bill Belichick. Mm. That has been the theme so far. Jared Goff has had decent games except for that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's maybe, maybe they'll maybe they'll it'll leak into this game. Yeah. Who and knows? then plus, uh, you know that the I'm I'm also going off of the the I'm pretty sure the Cowboys aren't too happy at how the the game went last week. Um so they're gonna just go in and try to prove a point and beat up on a lesser team. And Dak is back, so maybe they'll be extra hype. Dakota? Dakota. Dakota Rain Prescott. Back. That is an awful name. I just want to make (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're going to go into our week six previews. Uh, Steelers at Dolphins. Who y'all got? Dolphins. Defense. (laughs) <laughs> Broncos versus Jets. Anybody that's playing, I got whoever's playing against Russ. <laughs> I'm taking the Broncos, and the only reason why I'm taking the Broncos is because it's the 20 year anniversary, and all for the first Super Bowl team, like the team that um, 
uh, Shannon Sharp was about. So I'm just assuming, I'm hoping that having all of the older players there, that they won't go in and play like the way they play. Hell, maybe one of the old players will start coaching the team during the game. Like, nah, we ain't running that. I'm not going to lie to you. With all due respect to Ryan Clark, I thought you somebody. I thought you was gonna say somebody had like sickle cell or something like that on the Jets, because ain't no. I don't see Russ doing anything productive at all when it comes to football related things. If anything, he'll probably show another commercial. <laughs> another commercial. I think they'll have a little spark just because it's like okay, everybody. I mean, it, it's a big night. You can't go out there and with the bed like that. I'm gonna ask y'all this: Would y'all be excited to play for Russ right now? All right, guys. There okay. we go. That's our answer. Go Jets. But, no, you can't, but you can't even ask that because, you know, I was never a fan of Russ, though. Yeah. I've always said he was overrated. I've been saying he's been overrated for years. Listen, Mr. Unlimited. That's what he calls himself. <laughs> Let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs> Rago's country. Let's ride. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I, what's up with the Melvin Gordon situation, bro? Like, what what's going on there? He fumbles to coaching man. staff. Mm. Both, and, and that's what you and that's what you get when you want to run these like, <clears throat> like when you want to share it, like split these snaps and carries between players. Like you you break them out of rhythm. Like it's okay to run multiple backs, but you have to have that clear cut back. You can't be doing this whole 50, 50, mm-hmm. you know, 60, 40 crap. Like the, the 49ers, the, the Eagles, like all of them run, a lot of teams run multiple backs, but you know who the guy is. That's mm-hmm. like, Hey, you're going to get 70% of the snaps, 75%, everybody else get in where you fit in with these 25 and make it count. But like you can't be doing that 50, 50, 45, 55, like splits. Yeah. Man, you'll you'll never have a rhythm as a running back. Yeah, because like Gordon was playing and he didn't do anything wrong in, in the last game. And all of a sudden he on the sideline for the entire rest of the game, not hurt or anything, really. And Murray, no explanation either. No explanation. And then it's all of a sudden it's Boone and Murray for the rest of the game. I'm like. Bro, um, that's how you wonder, lose in the locker room. Yeah, yeah, and I wonder if it's going to end up like the Cam Akers situation. When you know, yeah. uh, all right, next game: Giants at Jaguars. I can't believe we're talking about this game, but they're actually two pretty good teams. Giants, you going against Dougie P? I love Dougie P, man, but. If you have me pick between Trevor Lawrence and Saquon Barkley, I'm gonna take Saquon. <laughs> Especially, I noticed you didn't say Daniel Jones. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going with Dayball, Brian Dayball, Brian Dayball. All right, all right. Uh, and Chiefs at 49ers, which should be an interesting game, especially if CMC is able to play. Uh, yeah, I mean the the, the Chiefs ain't. Ain't aggressive enough. I wouldn't be shocked. If, I'm about to say they bought them. They bought the mauling boys. <laughs> I seen it firsthand. Finesse teams do not beat physical teams. Mm-hmm. Nice little rematch of the Super Bowl a few years. Ago. Unless you got Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. and they don't. And they don't. All right, 
Coach Murph, go ahead, close us out. Who we putting our money on this weekend? All right, three picks as usual. Bulls over Cavs Saturday. Bulls are the underdogs. I can see the the Cavs are still trying to learn their. You know, they're just trying to. They're still trying to learn each other. Add in a big addition like Donovan Mitchell. They they play solid together, but I'm taking you know the repeat Bulls. I mean they're they're you know running it back after last year. Um, and Zach Levine should be back. He's been out these first couple games, um, so I'm gonna take the Bulls there. I'm taking the Giants over Jacksonville. We already discussed it. Giants are somehow the underdogs. I don't know why. Don't care. It just sounds like easy money to me. <laughs> and then Colts versus the Titans. I'm taking the Colts. Matt Ryan, don't let me down. <laughs> Please don't. Yes. All right. That sounds good. Well, fellas, we'll see what happens. I'm happy it's NBA season. I'm happy the NFL is jumping off and there's no clear cuts. Anyway, you know, we I heard people talking about, you know, uh, Coach Murphy was talking about it earlier, like, yeah, we don't know what's going to happen this NBA season. So maybe we'll get a, a, a new champion, a new two teams in the finals. You never know. We'll see. Clippers versus the Heat. No, I'm joking. The Heat. <laughs> Unfortunately. Well, that's it for us uh, tonight. So on behalf of Coach Pace, Coach Murph, I'm Coach JP3. We'll holler at y'all next week. Peace.